Hey, hey, magnificent men, what's going on? It is Jordy Lenoy here, men's empowerment coach. And tonight we have another powerful guest. His name is Tony Regan. And we, uh, we're going to bring him on in a second. And if you have any questions around, you know, masculine energy, uh, feminine energy. I know we've spoken about this before, but we're going to get the man's perspective on this. And um, I think it's important to get both sides, you know, from a woman's perspective and then from a man's perspective. So we're going to bring them on in a second, guys. And um, I just want you just to think about, you know, how this can, you know, if you have any relationship uh, questions or anything to do with that, how you can, um, you know, how you can better yourself in a relationship. Um, let's, let's bring on Tony. Uh, okay, so Tony is watching right now. So, Tone, if you can hear me, um, see if you can. Okay, we're going to add you in, mate. Two seconds, guys. Okay. Two seconds. Hey, hey! Hello, mate. How are you? <laughs> How are you, mate? Yeah, very good. Very good. Oh, that's good. That's good. Uh, listen, uh, Tony, thank you so much for uh, blessing us uh, with your presence in the emergence tribe mate um it's it's an absolute honor uh to have you here and presenting on such a powerful topic i was just um giving a brief uh bit of a brief uh rundown as to you know we had um elizabeth you know talking about the masculine and the feminine energy from a woman's perspective so it's going to be yep. interesting to, uh, to hear from the man's perspective on this on how the masculine honors the feminine. But um, before we delve deep into this topic, do you mind giving uh, the Magnificent Men of the Emergence Tribe just a bit of a uh, introduction about yourself, mate? Absolutely. And thank you for inviting me on here. It's, it's so good to see these uh, men's tribe or for your, for your one, the Emergence Tribe is, is absolutely fantastic. Where, where men can actually get on and have a bit of a chat, sort of do like, um, have like this secret women's business, but we're, for, for fellas, it's, it's great. It's, um, but it's, it's all good stuff. It's nothing, um, it's nothing untoward, but I, I think it's fantastic. So thank you for inviting me. So yeah, my story is um, I'm 53. I live in Wollongong with my gorgeous wife, Christy, and two children, um, two teenage children. So they're keeping us busy. Uh, my, uh, I grew up in Sydney and we moved down to Wollongong um, not long after our first child was born. So that's about 17, 18, almost 18 years ago. And uh, we spent some time up in the Highlands, up in Barrel, and we'd had enough of the cold winters and we decided to come back down here. And I know you're down the south coast now, mate. So yeah. it's uh, yeah, most neighbours at, at Nowra <laughs> to where we are. Um, but, yeah, my background is uh, mainly... 
I'm a bit of a petrol head, or, or not a bit of a petrol head, I am a petrol head. Um, I've been in racing since I was young, um, rallying and, and driving circuit, circuit racing, race at Bathurst, all that sort of stuff. And that, that was sort of like a lifetime ago. But I guess from there, it led me into training people. So I trained people in um, defensive driving, in race car driving, in all sorts of corporate work around Australia with V8 supercars, as it used to be called. And very male and masculine dominated um, areas. I even worked for the New South Wales Police for seven years in their driver training unit. So I taught them how to do all their um, high speed pursuit training and a whole range of other things. Wow. And then I went away from that um, due to, my wife was working in a, in a very high pressure corporate um, uh, business in mining and she was, um, she was doing a lot of traveling, so I had to be a lot closer to home from where I was in Goulburn and mm. and um, the community services industry and was actually helping people uh, to find work or training and that sort of thing. So I really um, had changed almost 180 degrees from what I was used to. So um, whilst that was a, a really good industry to work in, it was really, really, really tough. Mm. Um, some of the, the that we were getting in were, were quite challenging, but from there, I now work in um, heavy heavy vehicle transport um, and I was doing driver training in, for a big company and now I, I work as their compliance manager looking to come away from that and do uh, coaching um, at this level at, uh, at full time. So I guess that's a really quick snapshot of my life. Wow, wow. Brother, it seems like you've just, you know, you've, You've had quite the journey and, you know, to see you come from, you know, um, doing the driver training and then, uh, you know, getting into the police force and working with them, going into, you know, uh, the community services sector. And it just seems like you've got, you know, a wealth of knowledge behind you and, and uh, you know, you can definitely, definitely tell the experience is there as well. Um, that's awesome, brother. That's awesome. So... Yeah, thank you. Uh, tonight's topic. Let's let's dive deep into tonight. Let's get yeah, absolutely. into it. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, when you say when you say uh, you know the masculine honouring the feminine, what what exactly do you mean by that? It's an interesting concept. Um, it's a concept that I came across only recently um, through our training that we've done with the amazing Luke Hawkins mm. and, and through doing NLP and Master Prac. And for me, um, not only did I learn about myself, but I actually learned about myself as a man and, and what I should be doing with my, with my partner mm. and having a good understanding of that um, from a man's perspective, we, we sort of tend to, I guess, as men go into our shell, if we're confronted with something or we just walk away or, or we, we stand, yell and scream based on emotion rather than on anything rational. And I guess what I'm, I mean by honouring the feminine is having an understanding of what um, the feminine energy uh, actually want from, uh, from us, whether that's... Um, from your your wife, your partner, even in a in a same sex relationship, that there's different energies that flow through people, both masculine and feminine. And 
what I mean by honoring the feminine is having a really good concept of what that is. And I guess from my industry where you're used to, you know, you're playing around with cars and stuff like that, you, you'd grab something, look at it, pull it apart, put it back together and it all works. Mm. We as fellas always want to fix stuff and make it work. And what I mean by, by honoring the feminine is having an understanding that a lot of the times they actually don't want us to fix anything. Mm. They want us to, to listen and be present and just take the time. Even if it's, even if it's just five minutes to listen to their story for the day or, if there's something that's really, really getting on top of them, they just want you to listen. They don't want us to fix it. Um, and if we try to fix it, it actually makes it worse. So I guess in a, in a really tight nutshell, that's what I mean about honouring the feminine is, is actually listening to what they want from us and mm. then allowing us to then step into our true masculine, which attracts the feminine energy and there's a, there's obviously a lot more to that but that's what i mean by honoring that and i have a daughter as well so it's not about actually honoring um honoring her it's giving her feminine energy and understanding of what a true man is and when her warrior comes along into her life that uh, she'll have an understanding of what she actually needs out of her man Wow, absolutely. I think it's so, uh, you know, you touched on there a couple, uh, couple of things that I just want to um, highlight. You know, you spoke about how, you know, men are just, we're naturally all about, you know, we're the solution finder. You know, we want to come up with a solution. We want to fix everything, just like you said. And it's so, um, you know, uh, you know, common for men to do that. So, to the men that are watching this and that, you know, really struggle, I suppose, because, you know, um, you would have had some challenges with this too, I, I, I assume, when going through this for the, you know, for the first time. How did you overcome some of those challenges? What advice could you give some of the men that, you know, are, are watching this and are thinking, you know, well, I am, that that is me, but how, how do I, you know, um, you know, get out of that sort of fix-it sort of, uh, solution sort of find a mode and 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 into sort of that that more present mode I guess. How had what would you say to that man? Yeah, that's that's a really good question, Geordie, and it's one that that I confronted um, earlier this year or, or probably a couple of years ago, but actually saw it in in its true form. That. Mm. For us, we actually need to stand up and be accountable for what we are as part of this process rather than going, it's all, it's all them or, you know, it's not my problem. It's, yeah. it's them. They're not understanding me. They're not listening to me. They don't know who I am as a man. Mm. It really is us standing up and going, hang on, I, I am part of this problem or, or getting to that cause level, not at the effect level of, mm everything's happening to me rather than going, well, maybe I am part of this problem. Mm. And that's what I found out um, with um, my relationship with my wife, who we've known each other for 22 years and we celebrated 20 years of marriage this year and we've had our highs and our <laughs> yes. yes, thank you. 
Thank you. And we've we've had we've had um, a couple of really low lows, and we, we've really worked through that. And a lot of it has come from this, from from me really understanding that um, I am part of. I wouldn't say the problem, but I am part of what our result is and what I was reflecting out. I was getting back in bucket loads, um, so I was really, really. Um, I wouldn't say working, but I was really absorbing that feminine energy where I was more into a, 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 my feminine uh, energies were coming out, mm. which then brought masculine energies in my wife, mm. which meant that uh, she was um, wanted to control a lot, of, a lot of the things that were going on rather than me doing that. Mm. And I just went into Michelle and started just working around, you know, doing what we do and we didn't, I didn't want to rock the boat. And mm. as I saw a post today, um, someone had put up that said um, the experienced sailor didn't learn much from a still sea. Mm. Um, Very true. And yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I really, that one re really resonated with me. And, and I remember my wife said like, I don't want the calm ride. I want the roller coaster because that's how we learn. Mm. And then both of us, we had to, had to work on ourselves individually, but also as a couple. And it was really honoring who she was and what her feminine energies are. Mm. And for me to actually stand up, put my hand up and go, yep, I'm part of this issue and this is what I've done and this is what I'm going to do to fix that, mm. such as listening to her and, um, you know, not trying to second guess myself and, once I had done that, it allowed her to really blossom into her full feminine essence that she has that had been behind a mask of a masculine energy because me was behind a mask of feminine energy. So that's, that's where we ended up. So I, I guess for, for fellas who really want to understand where they are, they need to put their hand up and be be accountable for where, where they're at. You know, you're not there because of other people. You're there because you're part of um, that journey to be there. Put your hand up and own it and uh, you will find so much more out of that. Wow. There you have it. Magnificent men. Take some notes. If you're watching this, this is absolutely gold nuggets that Tony is just dropping in your lap. Take There's a few things that I want to touch on there too and highlight as well. Like mm -hmm. absolute number one, uh, you know, ownership. And you know, I'll be honest as well. Like there were times in my past relationships where you know I wasn't taking ownership of you know the things that um, you know I was doing, and I was putting a lot of the blame on my you know my exes. And you know, I've realised now as I've grown and as I've evolved and 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 learnt back from a lot of those things that I used to do, but taking ownership of my part in the relationship was an absolute game uh, game changer because it then it you know like it it makes you stand up it makes you stand up and be you know the man in the relationship and i think it's so important that you 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 pointed that out you know so that's that's um an incredible an incredible um point there that you made um the other thing that i wanted to touch on too tony just real quickly is you mentioned cause an effect and um, you know for a lot of men that are watching this they're, they're probably not too aware of what that really means so 
Do you reckon you could just give us a quick, just a brief overview of what cause and effect means, my brother? Yeah, absolutely, Jordy. Um, it's one that I didn't realise was occurring to me um, for many, many years. And it's a, a, a lot of people fall into the trap without even realising it. So a really good example, and I'll put it into a bloke's perspective because we, we like to see something or, or have an example of what it is. Absolutely. Let's say, for instance, you're driving, driving along to work one day. Um, you may be running a couple of minutes late. Nothing too drastic. You're just sitting in a set of lights and someone hits you from behind, you know, they, they, the old tail ender at a set of lights. And you, you then, as most people do, go into effect. You just go, oh, my God, someone's running into me. Now I am going to be late. You know, your car's drivable. It's got a bit of damage to it. But, you know, you've got to get out. You exchange your details and all that sort of thing. But you get really, really frustrated at the situation. Mm. We're an actual fact. So that's the effect side. You, you are now at effect. Someone has run into you mm. and you have thought, this, is, this isn't my fault. This is someone else's problem. Mm. But you absorb it and become yours. So you get to that effect. Mm. So the effect is you get emotional, you get caught up in the whole situation. So cause is when you stand back and look at it and go, okay, I was running a couple of minutes late. If I wasn't running late and sitting at the set of lights when I was, there would have been something else or someone else sitting there instead mm. and it would have happened to them, not to me. So mm. that's, that's a really simple version of that. So if that happened to me, I would go, well, you know, I was running late. Yeah, it's frustrating that someone's running to the back of me, but if I hadn't had an act together, Seriously, I'm I'm part of this cause. I, yes, it was is his fault. Um, however, I'm part of that because if I wasn't here at that time, it wouldn't have happened to me. So, mm. I guess putting cause and effect into a relationship sense mm. is, is saying that it's it's not a one sided relationship. If you're in a relationship that one sided, you either got to change it or get out of it. Mm. Um, and that's putting it really bluntly because some sometimes us blokes need to have someone actually tell them how it is, you're either going to work on it or you're going to walk away from it, one of the two. Um, so when you get to that cause stage, that's when you usually go, you know what, I can work on this. I can mm. put my hand up and take ownership of it and work through this problem and uh, be the man that I'm supposed to be and more than likely going to come out the other side. Amazing, amazing. So there you have it, magnificent man. That is just a quick brief overview and Tony's just given a perfect example of cause and effect there so you know it's always looking at you know being at cause you know looking back and thinking well okay yes that did happen but if I had got my act together it wouldn't have happened in the first place so think of it like that um, magnificent men when something goes you know something goes wrong in your life you always have a choice of how you look at it I think Perfect, perfect. Absolutely. Only brother. Um, so getting back to, you know, honouring, you know, the masculine, honouring the feminine, what other sort of, um, I suppose, ways can men do that? That's another really, really good question because I, I thought I knew it all. <laughs> we don't. And the, the last... The last 18 months of my personal growth, I haven't grown like this in, in my, in that space of time in 54 years, almost 54 years. I've learned so much about myself. Mm. I guess one, do, do some reading and I'm one of those people who aren't a big reader. 
um, if it's if it's got pictures in it or it's got examples of what you should do or, or videos or whatever, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Um, and sometimes, it, 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 I mean, audio books are, are great. I, I found, find those quite easy to listen to or even um, some some videos um, and, and different links on YouTube and different channels and, and just absorbing a lot, but actually getting out there and doing some courses with people. That's what I've found and, and doing it with different people as well. So you're getting a really good overview. But one of the, there's two books that, that really changed my perspective on honoring that, um, that female or that feminine energy. Mm. One was the five languages. Okay. And, um, while it sounds all very mushy gushy, um, it's, it's not a bloke's thing. And fellas, it doesn't have pictures, so <laughs> be prepared to have a bit of a read. But it's 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 actually not. It's the version that I read was actually written for men about the five love languages. So it wasn't. Um, it just had a little bit more of a twist on it for us to have a better understanding of it, which I really liked. Mm. And another book by um, uh, David Dider. Uh, called the oh I've just lost it um, the um, I'll think of it in a sec yeah sorry the um, yeah I've lost it anyway the, the the five love languages I'll go back to that one that really helped understand that we all have different love languages for, yeah. for most people we have two two main love languages and it's all well and good knowing yours, but you need to know your partner's. So, so there's five different love languages. One is quality time with your partner. One, the other one, next one is uh, receiving or giving gifts. Mm -hmm. The next one is um, personal touch or physical touch, I should say. Um, then you have, um, oh, geez, I should have about this it's been a long time i think i have um, i think i've i think i've um, through the Industrial Revolution and, and even before then. And, and they talk a little bit about how, you know, we were in, in uh, you know, tens of thousands of years ago, ago through Neanderthal times and, and that sort of thing about, you know, the, the men of the tribe went out and just their, their role was to go out, hunt, kill, bring back food for the tribe. Where the women were gatherers, they went out and, and gathered um, and grew crops and all that sort of thing. The men made the crops, the, the women harvested them. So they're, the way that we taught um, young boys back then was to show them what they needed to do as a man. And we, we, I don't think we still do that well enough. Um, and for women to... Um, what it was like to gather and, and to support the tribe from that, that view. But then the way the superior man talks more about the last century and how we've, I wouldn't say we got taken over by the, the, um, that real feminist uh, revolution back in the sixties and seventies, sixties and seventies, 
it was more about we didn't keep up with it and we didn't know how to support that. Uh, I think a greater percentage of, of men actually knew that their, their women were strong and they had a lot of options in their life and more options were opening to them, but they didn't know and we were never given mm. how do we support women who stand up and, and be individuals as they so rightly deserve. Mm. Um, and we're still fighting part of that battle today with, as you know, the, the, the pay culture in a lot of industries. But be that as it may, this this book is, is really, really good, how we've really stepped away. And um, I, a really good example was I remember as a kid, you'd, you'd be driving along and you'd see billboards with the Marlboro Man or the Solo Man and, yeah. you know, they're unshaven and hairy chested and you know they they're outside rugged individuals you know and that's what you looked up to or that's what you thought was the version of a man and i couldn't see it any different apart they drank soft drink and smoked cigarettes <laughs> neither of them good for your health <laughs> but the way billboards are geared now is you've got fellas who've got you know six packs they've got no hair on their body at all um they're, and they're advertising um, um, underarm deodorant and, and mm. body smell and all that. It, that. That's what the book's about, about where have we gone in such a short space of time? Have we lost our masculinity? Mm. And how do we go actually be the true person that you're supposed to be? Is, it, is there a mask with the... With the um, you know, working out every day? And I'm not saying that there's not... that. There is or there's not. Everyone has their own way of doing things, but it's how social media and, and the media portray what a man mm. should look like rather than, than the actual. So that was, that was that great book. I really enjoyed that read. And the um, and the other one about the five love languages, which I'll think of the other one. In oh, acts of service is another one. Acts. So, yeah, doing, doing stuff around the house to help. Yes. Um, acts of service, physical touch. Yep. Because I, I um, heard of this book as well is um, yeah something um, and there's something about um, words or something isn't there there's something there's a the love language oh, words I think but I'm not yeah so you yeah yeah physical touch um, giving gifts yep. quality time yep. um, acts of service yeah acts of service and, a and yeah yeah. And this, this is where we as fellas get caught up. We think acts of service, like helping out around the house and doing all that sort of stuff is actually what um, our partner wants. Mm. We need to find out what our partner wants. What's what's their love language? Is it Could it be quality time and physical touch? Could it be, I actually don't care if you wash up. I actually want to sit down and talk to you. Mm. Tell me about your day. Tell me what was going on. You know, that's what, um, that's what, we need to, from both sides, both the feminine and the masculine, need to understand each other's love languages so we can serve each other as well as we can. Mate, that is, you, you literally hit it on the head. I think there's a lot of men that are going to be watching this, uh, if they're not watching it now, but watching the replay and just going back and thinking, you know what? <laughs> the five love languages saved my relationship thank you so much tony for recommending me this book and they're going to be inboxing you and letting you know that my friend oh, right now. i hope so <laughs> and again the the way they wrote uh the five love languages book has been around for a long time but now they're, they've geared it more 
one to the feminine, one to the masculine. So if um, men don't want to have that, you know, all that, when I say lovey-dovey stuff, I don't mean any dis disrespect to that, but geared more to the way our, our brains work. It, it was really, really good, you know, just giving really good examples of what us as a man would want to do with our partner if we had a female partner mm. and how that would work best to serve your partner because that's, that's what it's all about. It's, it's about honouring your partner and if you, if you look after yourself and make yourself the best version or the best man that you can, you will attract the feminine um, in droves. And when I mean that, I don't mean you're going to have women lined up at your door. If, if you're single, all power to you, brother. But if, if, if you're a married man like myself, is to allow your partner to still want you and need you and, and feel as though that you're part of um, her life and uh, that she feels oh, probably one of the biggest things is that she feels protected, that you are the warrior that is there to protect her and protect your family against anything and everything and that you would literally put your life on the line if, if the case may be. Not because you're an aggressive person but because you're, you're going to stand there and, and honour her and that your life is worth more, um, your, your, her life is worth more than yours. Wow, wow. There you have it, magnificent man. That is what honoring the, you know, how the masculine energy honors the feminine. I think it is so powerful in, in the way that you've just described that. It, it's just, there's so much to be learned from, from what you've just said there, Tony. Now, um, one thing I wanted to go back to is, you know, we've spoken about, you know, how we, men show up for our partners, you know, honouring the masculine with the feminine and our partners. But you, you mentioned there that, you know, you've got a daughter. And that, that relationship, you know, there is, is, is different in, in, in itself because that's, you know, your own flesh and blood. Now, you know, for a lot of men that are watching this that might not have the best relationship with their daughter, how does one mm -hmm. show up for their daughter? What is, you know, what would you say to the men that are struggling to even talk to their daughters? You know, there's a lot of men out there that don't know how to communicate that, you know, that, that um, their daughter might not want anything to do with them. You know, how does one, you know, build that trust and get that relationship, you know, back with their daughter? How does one do that? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, I would say it's complex. It's actually easier than what people think. Um, it's it's keeping it it's keeping it really simple. Mm. Firstly, if your daughter was going to marry someone or go out with someone, mm. would you want them to be going out with a version of yourself, mm. or would you want them to be going out with um, someone else who might not be up to your standards and mm. I know as, as most men who have daughters that uh, the first time they go out on a date, they all say they're going to be standing at the front door in an underwear and their shotgun to greet their, uh, greet their prospective date just to uh, put them on notice, which, by the way, that happened, but it, it's pretty funny. <laughs> but, but, but in saying that, if, if you really would like to have your daughter going out with a with a version of yourself because you think you're you're a, a pretty good fella and you've got 
good honourable traits, then you need to show her that. You need to. That's why you need to stand up for her. Mm. But also the other part is that, fellas, we have um, one mouth and two ears. That means we need to listen twice as much as what we talk. Mm. Um, and for our daughters, um, we need to listen to them just as much as we do our partner. And one of the things that I learned was this concept of the meadow report. And what that means is going back to, again, the, the stage of um, where we went out and hunt and killed, brought back for the tribe and the women harvested and, and did all that. So they went out to the meadows and into the fields. And so they would talk all day and, and they would learn about, you know, what, what fruit and, and nuts and um, leaves to eat and what to stay away from, what was poisonous. So they had this whole encyclopedia of, of, of food and that, and they passed it on through their daughters. So when they, the, the men came back, they would want to talk about what they found, what they brought home for the tribe. That's what we need to do every single day. We need to listen to their meadow report. Um, and it's just about, I think you touched on it earlier, Geordie, about being present and listening. Mm. For our daughters, we need to do exactly the same thing. We don't need to solve stuff. We just need to listen. And I listen to two Meadow reports every day. So when I get home, I listen to what my wife has to say. She's a, she actually doesn't have a very long Meadow report. I'm, I'm probably a bit guilty of that. I go a bit too in-depth <laughs> with stuff into the detail. Um, but... Um, be that as may, you just listen. You don't try and fix, and exactly the same with your daughter. You know, you if if she's upset about stuff, she probably more than likely just wants wants to be listened to, and then at the end of it, be hugged and held, and just said, you know, everything's going to be okay. In the morning, the sun's going to come up. It'll be a new day. There'll be new challenges. There'll be other challenges in your life that come along, but I'm going to be here. No matter what, I'm going to be here to be your dad. I'm going to be here to stand up and look after you no matter what. Mm. And if I have to, I'll put my life on the line for you. So that's what I have learnt for both my wife and my daughter. Um, and one one other thing that I quickly wanted to touch on, Geordie, about the difference between having your, your, your partner um, is in honouring that feminine. One of the things that I learnt, it's about, um, and this doesn't come across exactly what it means, but owning their soul. And what I mean by owning their soul, it's not in a, in a violent or, or um, manipulative way at all. It means, that, uh, it means that you actually have a duty of care to, their, to your partner's soul, that you should treat it as if it was, well, it is absolutely priceless. And that's the way it should be treated. So you own them, but you have to look after them like nothing else. And that's why you always put your, your body on the line in the family sense to protect them. However, with your daughter, you don't own them. They're only part of you for a short amount of time. When it gets to the time and they've found that partner, that is their, that is their warrior using the daughter in um, their partner sense. That is their warrior. That is them when they find their, their true warrior masculine partner. Then it's their turn to um, 
honour them and own their soul to look after them and put their body on the line for them because you've just passed the baton over to them. So from that that father-daughter sense, you never you never um, have them to that level of of what you do with you with you um, with your partner, but you're still going to put your body on the line for them. Absolutely, absolutely, brother. I I think it's um I think it's so important there, magnificent men. What uh, what Tony just touched on. We're just going to just rehash this. So implement meadow reports. That's something that I'm going to start implementing into my yes. relationship. I, that is, mate, that is that is gold nuggets right there, magnificent men. So make sure that you take note of that. That you are you know you're doing your meadow reports. That you're you know, um, holding space for the feminine, you know, the feminine energy and for her to, you know, um, tell you about, you know, her day and what she's been up to and that, as well as, you know, with, you know, if you have a daughter as well, something that if I do have a daughter, uh, you know, heaven forbid, um, you know, whatever the one is, <laughs> okay, he's going to have, yeah, he's going to have oh. around me. But no, 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 that's a difference. No, that's, that's exciting news for you. That's very exciting for you. I'm so excited for Thanks, you. Thanks, mate. Thank you. Um, Tony, we're just uh, we're just about to wrap up here. Now, I do this with all yep. my uh, all my guests, all my guests that come on uh, for conscious conversations. If you could finish off on a on a powerful one liner, what would it be? Um, men, stand up and take ownership of who you are. Live to your truth and don't put up with any bullshit. Boom! There you go. Mic drop. Tony Regan in the house. Thank you so much, brother, for blessing us with your presence and the absolute wisdom and insights and key learnings that I've just learned from this. I know the magnificent men of the Emergence Tribe are just bowing right now in front of <laughs> And if they could give you a hug and a kiss, I know they would. Brother, thank you so much for jumping on board tonight. I absolutely thoroughly enjoyed this interview. And uh, just before we go, um, are you running... Uh, any programs or any sort of coaching programs um, at the moment? If the men really resonated with you, can they get in contact with you? Are you doing anything of that sort? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, I'm. Uh, there's a couple of programs I'm doing. Um, there's one that I'm basing more around um, an elite athlete uh, mindset because I work with um, a couple of race drivers at the moment about getting their mindset right for what they do in um at an elite level, but there's also uh, a six-week program that I do for men like a breakthrough, whether they're having problems with their relationship, whether they're having problems with their, their work, their business, whatever it may be, um, I have a six-week program. So if people wanted to PM me or or uh, leave me a message, I'm, I'm, I will get back to them without a doubt and we can have a chat, have a phone call, grab a coffee together if they're, if they're local to the gong. And uh, and help them through. So uh, it's been an absolute pleasure, Geordie. Thank you so much for inviting me on. It's such a wonderful sight, and what you're doing, man, it, it's great to get these men and these brothers together and, and have a good, honest chat about stuff, and and not uh, tiptoe around um, tiptoe around some of these topics. It's actually get in there and see what we can chat about and see if we can help people. Absolutely, absolutely. No, thank you so much, brother, and. If you truly resonated with Tony tonight and you really want to connect with him, 
Just send him a PM. He is one of the most approachable guys in the world, I, I can guarantee. <laughs> Thank you so much, brother. Thank you so much. We'll chat to you soon. Thank you, Thanks, everyone, for jumping on. See you, brother. See you, brother.